0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot to support homebrewers and home brewing. And now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the fur link above our homepage and join today. I also want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our black belt patrons: Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, and Hop and Barrel Brewing. Oh, get some! Wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah, wah. All right. Uh, well, it's a small ding. <laughs> it's a it's, it's a wee ding. Right. Uh, and then uh, also, you can check out our brand new store. Ooh, you can buy some stuff. You got Christmas <laughs> loot, son. Oh, I'm wearing skirt. a PNS shirt right now. Woo. Blind Ninja Studio. Yeah, a little long sleeve <laughs> shirt on the stream right now. Uh, yeah, so you can find uh, that at blindninja Click on the store link or teespring.com slash store slash studios. Uh for what it's worth it's much easier to go to bunnystudios.com and click on the store link. Um I'm working on getting a redirect but it's been a whole hassle of things. And the holidays, you know how it goes. That's for All sure. right, Brian, what have you been up to beer related lately?
1: Uh Man, if you guys listen to this a lot, I probably have used this one before. I mean,
0: it's been 3 weeks, man. So. Right,
1: but this is very accurate and so uh, frankly, I've I've been drinking a bunch of wine lately but um, the couple times that I have grabbed beer I have been going for the import section at the cellars store liquor cellars like C-E-L-L-A-R cellars and I've been drinking the Acosim Pivo Pale Lager I think okay And then I did, I actually, I picked up a, it comes in a four-pack of 16-ounce, and then I picked up a four-pack of Carlsberg, which is a Danish lager also. And if you know me, you know I like my lager, and I like my German lager, and I like my European lager. Um, Tastes so good. Tastes so good. what about you? All right,
0: Uh, things that I've been up to. Oh, man, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I have uh, been... Tacking out my brewery,
1: long oh, time, brewery. yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so I picked up a cap- a couple of tilt um, hydrometers, which are super cool. Um, I'll give a full review uh, in a future episode after I work out some of the kinks. Uh, the biggest thing right now is I need what's called a tilt bridge because they connect via Bluetooth, which when you lock it in stainless steel isn't super good at getting out. So I have to be like right up next to them. But what it is is it's a capsule of technology that you drop in. Um, and it wirelessly uh, tells you the current specific gravity and temperature of the beer uh, while it's just kind of bobbing around in there, which is super cool uh, to not have to take gravity readings to know what the gravity of your beer is. I really like that. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, it's it's magical. I mean, are you gonna kind of calibrate the accuracy on that? Yep, yeah, you do have to calibrate them, yeah. um, and but it's all a, soft, a software calibration. Ooh. So uh, basically, you drop it in water and then you calibrate it off of that. Okay yeah um and it knows what to to add and subtract and all that um and then I uh got my raspberry pints up and running. You saw that on the on the I beer did fridge. when I was pouring the it's, beer It's pretty neat yeah. pretty nifty looking uh it's basically a uh the flow meters aren't hooked up to this current beer. I'm waiting until this beer kicks, and I'm gonna swap right. them uh but yeah, so basically it will tell me how much beer has been poured out of each keg and say what beers are on tap so and oh, like yes. the the relevant information, ABV, IBUs, all that stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. So I've just kind of been just pushing technology at my brewery uh, over the past couple of weeks, which has been a lot of fun because I haven't done a whole lot of tech builds lately,
1: and I missed. Well, them. you moved, and then it was you had a pool suddenly, and then yeah, it, was it was summer, and we There's, were doing yeah. stuff, and you know, I don't know, there was a lot of
0: life happens. It's a whole thing. Um, but on that same uh, vein. We have a homebrew to taste. Uh, so this beer is, I don't know, three, four weeks old now? I don't think you've had it yet.
1: No, I, um, I definitely have not. Um, uh, I don't, I think it was probably done but not hooked up.
0: That might have been it. It was still carving. Yeah. I think was, where is that? All right, mm-hmm. so this is our, the Cryo IPA that I brewed. Um, uh, blew past our final gravity. Um, it was, we were estimating uh, 10, 13, we hit uh 1007 uh, uh that okay. yeast yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so very I,
1: d- in my initial impression was holy crap the nose is amazing we'll get into more of my impression but now that you say ten oh seven I'm now it makes sense. The body okay. the body's extremely light. Yeah it's way lighter than it so, was intended to be. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, All right, uh, yeah so
0: this was um fifty two percent uh paleo uh paleo, two row or I guess sorry just two row. Um, 35% Maris Otter, uh, 8% Carafoam, uh, 5% Munich 10 uh, from Brees. And then uh, I Bittering, uh, the only Bittering addition was 35 IBUs of Hop Shots at 60 Minutes, uh, which is like the, the, or the, the extract. Um, and then I did a whirlpool of half an ounce of Cryo Citra and half an ounce of Cryo Mosaic. Okay. Um. And then I did a hop stand for 20 minutes. Uh. And then I fermented with Omega O Y L uh, 62 which is the Voss uh, Kvike. Um. And then I did a high Croyzen um dry hop addition of a quarter ounce of each Citron Mosaic Cryo. Um. And then another dry hop of Citron Mosaic Cryo.
1: That's a lot, and and I can and I can tell that a lot of um thought and hop so there's there's a few things
0: with this beer that I want to say up front it, yeah. um there were no water additions to this beer um the water was not dechlorinated so there's a little bit of chlorine coming through um before you before you before you <laughs> rag on me for that cause I could taste it too uh <laughs> And it's it's there. Uh, I, I, was, you
1: guys didn't see, but because I, I don't think we're streaming this one, but we, I, are, we are. Oh, we are. Oh, yep. I made a shrug. <laughs> no, you can. You can. Tell I made it. an. I know shrug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm putting that out there. This yeah. was a. This is a first brew in the house, and it was a. I haven't brewed in a while. I just kind of want to get it done and just kind of break that seal. And I didn't have a chance yeah. to build up a water profile and all that. So
1: I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw it out there that <clears throat> this is is a fantastic beer for um, homebrew and not futzing with anything and just making a beer it's All
0: right yeah oh well, Brian tell me tell me what you get from this beer like, what do I get there? okay yeah. so
1: body is very light I can tell that you I can tell that the body is there but that it was attenuated enough where it's stealing that kind mm-hmm. of yeah, hopefully that makes sense to people. Uh, the only way it would is if you've had this happen with a beer that you've made. Now, that being said, um, I'm just trying to assess this the beer does not flock, level. or
0: this this yeast does not flock at all. Yeah, it's you've, which you've is a pain.
1: Definitely got a, a fair amount of haze, but not like a glass of orange juice. Uh, also, um, the nose is is spectacular. The nose uh, is amazing. There are all kinds of undefinable fruity flavors floating around and dare I say it almost versus to a candy sweet as far as the nose goes but I think that hop shot bitterness uh that you added on the front really gives it a good hop balance and so it's not absent of bitterness um which personally I'm not I, I like firm, very firm bitterness. Not over the top. Not, we're not talking 100 IBU. I mean, I'll, I'll tackle those. But I think mm, it's firm enough, but also has that bitterness quality that folds sort of well into mm, the bready character of the malt that you got going on. I can tell you you've worked some Munich in here, which you did say. Yep. Um, and then I can tell by the head, which the retention isn't crazy, but there, there are, and I'm poking at it right now with my finger, there are big chunks of uh, protein floating on the top. And I think also that has a part to do with, um, I poured, I, I should have poured a little bit off into that pitcher you had. Oh yeah. Instead of just whipping it into the glass like I did and kind of relying on that. But I am looking at yours. I'm seeing good lacing, very good lacing, um, on our mugs and... Um, big chunks of protein, so I definitely know that you, you made a very concerted effort. Um, uh, oh, I, on how I, this I, malt bill. I works. I have my
0: ma- oh, so I did a protein rest on this. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's 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 talk hey, mash. Let's quick. go. Let's talk mash. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I did a protein rest um, for 20 minutes, um, and then I mashed uh, my primary at or my conversion at 154.
1: Okay, I can very much tell. So yep. it's
0: uh, um, and then. Uh, fermented at one seventy eight, or I mean one seventy was 78, 78 yeah, degrees. The Kvike the yeast. Is so I, I fermented the it on the cool side yeah. of the Kvike.
1: And there was there was no table sugar in this. Nope. Yeah, the Kvike yeast is the odd man out here. I think putting I think putting table
0: sugar in this, I think, would thin it too much. Ex- like with that Kavike, to the cause,
1: extreme, cause uh, it's it would so... if it went sub. This beer should never go sub 12, 10, 12.
0: Yeah, and it went ten oh seven. Yeah. Like so. just with that, that yeast just chewed through.
1: Yeah, that's the odd man out. Otherwise, I think that this is a phenomenal beer. And then if you uh, work the water mm-hmm. chemical profile in, I think that this. Um, I want to do, do this. I think you knocked it out of the I wanna park. I want to do
0: the same recipe with mm-hmm. a water, um, and then use uh, like a Chico strain, like ten fifty six or yeah. USO five or whatever. And yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think um, this
1: would be a really good West Coast uh, style. Um. Yeah, if you were shooting for West Coast, yeah. I mean, you you could throw, uh, certainly, excuse me, could certainly throw a um, London 3 at it.
0: Well, so here's where I'm at with this, is this is my attempt to take everything that we've learned from uh, the new IPA mm-hmm. book new IPA, and put it yeah. towards a West Coast yeah. style, but I didn't have temp control at the time. Oh, uh, I see what, okay, and so, gotcha, gotcha.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm getting good fruity hop burps, uh, which is always... Yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> this, I mean, this is one of the best IPAs I've ever made. You,
0: you I, know, you I know from experience, I I've had trouble with
1: IPAs. Tasted some bad IPAs that I've made. I wonder how many. Uh, do you think it's more than fifty of your home brews that I've tasted? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's some someone can go back and do the math, and if they do, all, I will probably I will rather, mail yeah. them, and I, I can some, count some on some beer my, and some swag. I can but.
0: count. I think on two hands, the ones that you went back for seconds.
1: So. You always know what I... Yep. Well, you know if I finish it. Right.
0: If, well, that's why, like, I didn't <laughs> let you get a second beer. I'm like, he's gonna finish this one. Also, there's a
1: lot of hop character in there, and
0: you, you're you a sucker for
1: that. I am a hop lunatic. I, I, my my go-to is double IPA. Yeah. Especially when I'm getting it for free at work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking
1: of, you made me your bucket bitch
0: today at work. Like,
1: Honestly, I... <laughs> really wanted to offer to you um, climbing up the ladder and dumping them in yourself.
0: I didn't want to put you in that kind of position. But
1: I've got two brewers out on workers' comp. Yeah. Two two of my three (laughs) (laughs) brewers are injured. And I thought about it, and I was like, I'm sure Casey would really dig this.
0: I thought I thought about asking, but then I was like, No, there's a whole liability issue.
1: <clears throat> there's liability and then do you remember when I was trying to put the lid back yeah. on the tank and it burped and it flung at my chest basically? You didn't yeah. see that part. No,
0: I heard I heard you yelp.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you <had it. laughs> I was like Brian, you okay? <laughs> when when you drop thirty pounds of hops into a tank, which is what I did today, and that was only the first
0: the first of two dry hops of two
1: beers. dry hops i it's funny people like we were at, at a brewery today and and i'm in a tangent here uh and this is going to be a long episode but uh i we were at a, this brewery today and they said i think ddh means that it was a um, double dry hop lager. double dry hop and and that means they put hops in two times and i'm like i don't i think all of our happy beers get dry hopped at least twice and there are a couple of our beers that get dry hopped four times. Well, I, did
0: you hear about that Scottish Pilsner though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see and that's another fun thing to to be who which Type of guys that we are, but I, you know, if we went into a, the women's section at J.C. and they were talking about Ampere waists and clutch purses, we oh, be no, like, what we did the, the same fuck? thing, but it was just like, I don't know what that it is. it was just but a we, fun little yeah, anecdote. It's always interesting to see what sort of um, ale loggers and 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 Scottish pilsners. I, I just, <laughs> but I I, I loved I love the authority that he said it with. It's always with an extreme amount of authority.
0: Yeah. Why Uh, would you... Oh, yeah, no. That's that's not the double dry hop Pilsner. That's the Scottish Pilsner.
1: I'm sitting around at an obscure upper Midwestern brewery, and I'm throwing down the fucking info. I'm dropping science for these nine kids sitting at the table eating a pizza just trying to catch a buzz. You know? And... (laughs) So it's, it's just fun. Yeah, it's fun. But anyway, all
0: right, uh, anyway, back to the, back to this yeah. beer. Uh, just for I mean, I, I don't really have anything it's else to say about it.
1: Great. Nice. I think any home brewer would be proud of it, given not making any very complicated, what I would think are very complicated adjustments. So yep. Knocked her awesome. out. Of, knocked her out of the park.
0: All right. Well, yeah. You guys have that recipe now, so do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will admit that doing all of the late. Um, the late hops is super fun. I really like that. Um, I wonder
1: where, where do you think the candy sweet is coming from? I think there's malt. Uh,
0: I don't think it's a malt sweetness. I, I honestly think it's a bio transform with the, with the, the cryo hops. With,
1: with the Kyvec, your kvike yeast. Yeah, the
0: kvike yeast and the hops.
1: God, do you think like, Bjorn's going to reach through the, the internet and slap Kevin me. rides a bike. Kvike. I was and Speaking of people talking about beer at a bar at a taproom in upper midwestern flyover country the, who was it uh parker layman well was, of course it's brewer parker layman who is a fantastic very knowledgeable guy and his father was sitting at the bar and said Kvike. and i was like yeah you said it right yeah, <laughs> you know but i'm sure parker has corrected him a 100 times so. anyway
0: uh but yeah anyway so that was that was fun all right so uh speaking of like doing a west coast style with new um like hot ping methods. We're talking about brewing outside of your comfort zone today. We figured this would be a good way to uh, ease into the new year. I know this isn't the first episode of the new year for you guys, but it's the last one of the year for us. And so like, we, we're kind of just kind of break into the new year. Um, I'm making a mini resolution to brew as many different styles mm-hmm. um, as I can this year, not like every style challenge way, but like just to break out of my normal comfort zone of English of English ales, like, cause that's usually what I like to brew. And I would just, I want to brew more IPAs. I want to get IPAs yeah. down. I want to, when I was um,
1: brewing a Belgian next week, <laughs> like. Yeah. Doing when I was brewing so. hardcore, for example, to piggyback on that, it every other brew was a uh, robust porter from the Jamil Zayna Chef Brewing Classic Styles book. Just because that's what you like to drink and it was there and... I would bring... I would go down. I was living in a second floor walk-up in Uptown in Minneapolis when it was cool to live in Uptown. Or maybe it still is. I don't know. Uh, but I would bring... Uh, I would go downstairs to my kegerator and I would bring an entire pitcher up and my roommate and I would sit and, and drink pitcher after pitcher of this robust porter because that's what we were into at the time. But I think every other brew is that. And then I would kick in something else. So... When we're talking about brewing outside of your comfort zone. I think for me, what does that mean? Was brewing any other beer besides one that I had brewed before. So if that applies to you, that's fine. But I think what we're talking about here is brewing styles with methods or ingredients that you don't usually brew or use. So. Mm-hmm. Let's add yeah, some syrup well, to the robust. Yeah, partner. or like you know, if you're
0: doing a syrup, no. or you're at you're like Ma- say, maple syrup. Or- yeah, say you want to like brew with maple syrup, uh-huh. or you want to start adding spices into your beer, like cinnamon or nutmeg or clove. Like especially this time of year, those spice beers are very common. Um, like, how do you approach that? And so we're we're not really talking about a specific style here. We're more talking about our um, methods and philosophies of approaching these and mm-hmm. what we do. As, like, we're sitting down and trying to write a recipe and and to use these. Mm -hmm. So, like, we could be talking about doing your first triple decoction mash and your last triple decoction mash.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Have you done one in your uh, homebrewing career? Okay, you're good
0: um and yeah i know i I, i'm gonna catch a lot of flack for that guys i'm joking yeah Uh,
1: like if if you're doing that on the reg i i can appreciate that was it
0: uh is it ethan who's a decoction um proponent i think so we need to get him on here for a decoction episode we
1: do and then for what it's worth the the brewing system at hop and barrel has a, a i designed it with a decoction loop Um, Which is a pain in the ass if you're lazy because then you've got parts of it that are closed off. So there's like a foot, foot and a half of pipe that that some wort would run into and then run out of. And then that ends up getting stinky. And, you know, if you You don't think about it, clean it and run the CIP correctly. So I think here, though, what we're talking about is how to approach a new style. And the first thing I was thinking of was doing it from a culinary approach. Now, you know you Casey on your Instagram you've got a bunch of uh, you make these fantastic looking dishes are they from a recipe or do you just throw it together yes and no okay Um, so I I do a little bit of both correct right so with the culinary approach we can kind of go three different directions we Mm -hmm. can go follow the recipe to to the letter we can go follow it with some variation or we can go throw all of that shit out the door and make your own deal make a thing yep that's
0: fine. Um, but with that, you, like, I guess, I mean, going with the culinary r- approach, and this is out of scope of this episode a little bit, but mm-hmm. you have to make sure you have the foundation
1: first. True. So that said, I think Lean on Clone recipes, is a great book, which we t- we drop the name of all the time, is Brewing Classic Styles, Jamil Zana chef. He, for the beginning home brewer, this entire book is written for extract. Now, at the end of every recipe, it's how can we make this into all grain, and he doesn't give much credence to it. He just yep. says, "Hey, let's focus on the basics."
0: Um, well, talking about clones, I would also like to uh, shout out Clone Brews. Clone Brews is, is great. There are um, tons of and there, those clone are books. well, and those are also all extract with. Uh, it's kind of written the same way: mm-hmm. um, extract recipes and then all grain.
1: So um, I think a good way to then to transition into the sort of the next section, like yeah, we're talking do clone recipes, do this and that. But sometimes in these clone recipes, it's it's like okay, well, you're going to add you know uh, uh, cinnamon and and nutmeg and blah blah whatever spice to your your um, uh, holiday beer. But um, you know what what steps do we take? Well, obviously we want to research first. Yep. So there's a book called Brewing. I'm sorry, Radical Brewing. Radical Brewing. Yep. And I, that, that's the the dictionary, or, or I'm sorry, more like the Bible or the encyclopedia, I guess, is a, probably better. Um, I would consult that book because that will break down an ingredient. And if you find a recipe, a clone, that you're like, I want to make a Christmas ale, and I don't really understand how nutmeg might interact with blank. So my point here is research. So my I, I will add on to that um, a little bit
0: more... <sighs> This is this is a dumb thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. A little bit more of a new school approach, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the internet. Um, oh, oh, so don't grab a
1: dusty old yeah, right? like, smelly, musty. Don't book.
0: necessarily grab grab a book. Uh, go to the home brewing subreddit um, and throw your question out. They do a daily question thread. Uh, I've okay. been I've been spending a lot of time on the home brewing subreddit. So sure. If you guys if you guys like see me out there, you know. What up uh what's your handle i don't want to know
1: if i want to say that yeah I, I don't that's f- i'm not gonna, I am definitely not going to say much. i've been a reddit lurker for more than yep. a decade so i'm i refuse to yep. uh yeah is. no so
0: anyway so uh so I, i've been i've been doing that uh a bit but do that uh and see what kind of information you get i will say like you're gonna get a bunch of um bunch of responses doing that, mm-hmm. look for the through lines. Mm-hmm. Take everything you read with a grain of salt, kind of like line them up and see like what are the commonalities in every response. Mm-hmm.
1: This and, is that idea of taking one one person's opinion, not yeah. three on the same topic.
0: Yeah, well, pick, so pick you, you ask, and you ask uh, 10 brewers, you're going to get 10 different responses. Always. But there's going to be a common thread throughout them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so look at that and use that to kind of figure out how you're gonna incorporate the spice or um or the new method into your recipe. Right. Um and then also like there's homebrew talk forums. Um there's there's a lot of really good brewing blogs.
1: Uh check out Brewlosophy, see if they've done something similar. Always ch- always check out Brewlosophy. I guarantee you Marshall Shot has probably Probably done whatever you're trying to do and then done a triangle experiment on it. Right. So it's, or you know, however you put it. But I think we research is a great step. Planning every, well, after you research, planning every single detail is yeah. also important because when you're in, in unfamiliar waters, you're, I'm brewing this robust porter all the time. Well, shoot, did I miss throwing the nutmeg in? And we'll have some listener mail later where he's like, oh, my kids interrupt and I forget to throw, in the nutmeg um, but you know and then we want to just kind of go with the flow too I mean if you screw something up I don't know f- go with it like oh shoot I missed blank You missed that. just make a note of it and what what go with it
0: yeah. um, and then that at least you can replicate it be like okay well um, my wife found out the credit or found the credit card bill where I spent three thousand dollars on brewing equipment mm-hmm. that day, yeah. and so next time I brew that, I have to spend another three thousand dollars on brewing equipment using the Ninja Studios link <laughs> as a whole thing. <laughs>
1: What, what do we always say, though, What's, uh, as far as what steps do we take? And this is like during brewing. What what? Uh, Don't
0: it, drink until cold side. Oh is that the rule? Goodness,
1: yes, it is. <laughs> 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 I had that. That was the last one on this. And then I, I think as far as, you know, we went, what steps do we take? We did research. We Reason, talked a bit yeah. about that, history of the style, taste each ingredient individually. Um, you should probably be doing that anyway. Yeah, taste each and also, I wouldn't stick hops in your mouth because you'll taste them for like a week.
0: Yes, no, but grains and stuff. Also, reach out to your local brewers,
1: right? Reach out to local brewers.
0: You can make um, hop tea. Like I, um, well, so Brian, like I, you, you're probably the perfect one to ask this to. If somebody wants to go and like ask a question to a local brewer, what's the best way to approach it? Like, just show up and ask,
1: or show up and see if they're around and be polite and don't be too naggy um, and and don't be upset if they don't have a moment to to kind of connect with you because you know we're we're busy or drop them an email maybe absolutely or or you can always hit us up and if I don't know the answer I can pass it on and I just I feel like the brewers have so much more uh, um, access, or I'm sorry, professional brewers have so much more access to ingredient and, and ingredient in bulk. So I can, if you come by, you know, and you're like, oh, can I just, can I smell what the this 2019 Michigan hops, uh, El, you know, El Dorado or whatever, what is, you know, it smells like? I, I know this Michigan Chinook you guys are getting is real pineapple y. Like, you know, can you tell me more about that? Um, hey, I have never used grain X. I know you guys use that. Have you got a handful? Well, and you I can also just get chew
0: on like weird like samples of grain too. We
1: get more samples than you, right? And and I can't do anything with them. You send me a pound of grain. I can't. I can't do anything with a pound uh, I mean, of grain.
0: I don't, if only you knew somebody who's brewing <laughs> a bunch. Right? I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: well, we get the pilot system in, and so now I'm gonna have a little bit of time to sort of work with those things. But but right, yeah. Tasting ingredients individually, exploring how ingredient will pair with other ingredients. So making hop tea, taking one pellet and throwing it in four ounces. If, um, you're, if
0: you're looking at grains, uh, go back.
1: Make a I grain think, tea. Well,
0: yeah, I think go back a, I think about a year now, year and a half, when Rick and I, we tasted through every single uh, caramel that Brees does. On an and, episode, and that was like that was really, We just made like a little mini mash with each one. And yeah,
1: and they are one of the few that make
0: the uh, caramel caramel ten, caramel t- uh, C ninety, I believe was our favorite.
1: Really? Yeah. I so space force are one of our big time beers is uh, base malt and caramel ten and sugar. Table sugar. Yeah. That, that's how I like to approach every double IPA. I like to crank it through the roof and throw hops all over the oh,
0: place. You just want to dry
1: it out. Absolutely. Uh, you get that, uh, you know, that. You want to dry ice. it out on,
0: on purpose, not like accident. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely on purpose. But,
1: you know, and then as we kind of move into the next transition, the next section, how to approach new methods and ingredients, I think yep. we kind of. It,
0: went it's kind of the same. Um, the, the big one I want to talk about is breaking out of a brewing rut. And this is where I'm at right now, and I'm I'm trying my damnedest. So, like, I did the 80 style challenge, and then I brewed, the, then I didn't brew for a while, and then I brewed the same three things for a while. For and, those
1: uninitiated, uh, the 80 style challenge is to brew every style in the beer judge certification yeah. program.
0: Oh, there's a guy doing it on YouTube now who didn't give us any credit. So go and like <laughs> yell at that guy. He's calling it uh, the Every Style Challenge, and I'm just saying like mm-hmm. hashtag Casey already, already did that. Yeah, hashtag Homebrew Bound. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, he's oh, he, uh, he's doing it all video. He's doing a much better job than we ever uh, did. Oh well. Um, but uh, breaking out of this rut is super hard because you have your house beers. You have what you like to brew, mm-hmm. but you're not. You're like as soon as you do that, like you're not challenging yourself as a brewer anymore. And that's kind of what I found. Like at least I have this podcast to keep pushing me forward. And I have listeners like, uh, Bjorn and Michael and stuff to like, keep asking me questions and make me reevaluate where I've come from. Um, and what, what I'm doing and why am I doing this? It's maybe the way that I've always done it, but why am I doing it that way? Um, but keep pushing yourself and say all right so you've you've brewed the same pale recipe five times in a row I'm sure it's where you want it right now right- mm-hmm. brew something off the wall maybe try a sour that you can let sit in a carboy for a year uh, or
1: another another anecdotal that if you listen to this show you've heard me say a hundred times if I'm judging beer which hasn't happened in like almost a year now oh wow. Look, th- them COVID times them man. COVID I mean, times you can't gather around and, and yeah quaff beer and judge it. it so long story short if when I was judging BJCP more consistently a few years ago beer judge certification judging homebrew contests and whatnot, um uh I would frequently say hey this is this is a fantastic recipe but it isn't to style uh you know, move move a little bit to the left of what the the style is. Style is. so, yeah. That's another good way to break out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. I, I think I think that I, I think that about covers it. Um, this was more of a like I don't know, a, more of a process thing that I wanted to kind of let you guys behind the doors on kind of what we're thinking when we're doing this. I, stuff. I think
1: and, you know this is a little bit softball because i think intrinsically brewers are home brewers are doing this are doing this already and so this is a redundancy you know we're sorry but yeah send us send us your beer (laughs) (laughs) please do uh yeah uh shoot us an email i I would drop the name to ship the beer because they don't whenever i go to mail beer i do fedex because they don't usually ask
0: yeah ups asks all the time and then you have to say yeast sample and it gets weird
1: or salsa is a good way oh to
0: salsa okay i always used yeast sample
1: i mean and i've seen i've seen people like I-, I literally put uh
0: the first time i shipped beer i told them it was beer and yeah. they're like you can't and they ship freaked this. out yeah and so then i i walked out and then i walked in and talked to a different employee it's never beer and I'm like, this isn't beer. I, I put it in Why a, would you ask that? I put it
1: in a very stiff cardboard box, and I put recycled paper um, filling around it and, and sent it off into the ether, and it made it to uh, Littleton, Colorado, the, the one that I sent uh, two weeks ago. Oh, nice. So, yeah, there's a gentleman making all 100% recycled uh, plastic Frisbee golf. Oh, disc, you sent him some beer? That's fucking dope. I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, should we get into
0: some listener mail?
1: Definitely. All right. So, so our first Let's two. Go.
0: Um, actually, we have four today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do all four. I see three. Well, no, but do you want to do the fourth one? The one that we talked about.
1: Yes. All right. I'll remember it when you bring it up again.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm making sure that you want to do them all. <laughs>
1: yes, I do. The first one is from, all right. So the first one is yeah. from Bjorn Bjorn Bjornsson.
0: Uh, fun fact about brewing my box. If you remember, a couple weeks we talked about my box, or was that last week? I don't know. Um, one should do technically uh, it would be last week. Yeah. Uh, one should do double decoction with short boil times, resulting in high and uh, higher DMS levels. Dimethyl sulfide. Yep. Uh, DMS levels in a Hellas Bach can be two to six times the flavor threshold. So um, with my Bach, you can have some DMS.
1: I feel like I read this on air. Honestly, I'd have to go back and listen. You did not. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, or
0: actually, no, maybe you did because so yeah, because he was messaging us during the thing. during the show. So I'm yeah, pretty sure I read it. But dimethyl sulfide is like
1: your cooked corn. It, people perceive all of these things differently and and in different levels. So also,
0: Brian, thank you for uh, bringing that up after I read it. What that you already read it on air?
1: Well, I didn't remember to
0: say. <laughs> <laughs> Shut
1: up. <laughs> All right. Are All we doing right. a shower or are we gonna argue? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what people are here for. Fair enough. Alright. Um yeah. So Bjorn, uh thank you for that information. Yes, I Bjorn guess, again. Uh, Bjorn Bjornsson uh,
1: is one of our Patreon patrons and he's at the, the ninja. Yeah, he's at the black belt levels. Black belt where, uh belt well level. and also
0: like at um, so um uh, there's a level where you guys can watch live, and you should do that because then you can interact with us immediately during the show. You like can, what happened you can during.
1: See that I cut my hair. <laughs>
0: It's very exciting. It's very short. For, for a while, it was just straight up, and it looked like he was running into the wind all the time. He was Naruto running everywhere he went. It's the hat wearing season. I know. It's like twenty five degrees today. I'm sorry, man. I got nothing. Oh my uh, god, right. Billy! This one's from Billy. So, <laughs> Billy is out here trying to save lives. Uh, so, a couple weeks ago, um, we did the uh, what was it the fermentate or the glycol chiller episode. Uh hey bud listening to this week's podcast I'm an HVAC engineer uh the biggest thing that you should let everyone know about this is don't put an open flame to a copper or to the copper to bend it if it leaks the refrigerant burning causes uh to put off phosphine gas that can kill you i've heard from some people that uh i've heard some people use a torch to help bend the copper without kinking it this is a very good tip, and I, I put a disclaimer and changed the description of the episode and all of that as soon as this was sent in. Billy, thank you for sending this in. Because
1: you did that.
0: I did not use a torch.
1: Oh, thank God. No, no, I did not. I couldn't it. remember.
0: No, I, no, 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 no. I, I cold-bended it because it's copper. Woof. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I didn't even think about using a torch. I don't know why
1: you would. I guess but if, I don't know. But yeah, no, it makes it more the, malleable. The, the, the than you. proper bending Well, no, no you, if, you, if
0: you do it slow... Like, okay. it's it's fine, and I also had two backup uh, um, AC units, so if I kinked one, I wasn't too worried about it. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, Billy, thank you for sending this one in, and guys, yeah, if you are doing what I did, do not use a torch. Yeah, this is
1: another, Google the fuck out of this if you're gonna... <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I mean, but like, when, when we did it, like, there, there's not much to it. I just never thought about the torch thing, like, it seemed like a very, it's a very simple build. Um, if you don't use fire, I don't
1: know why you would. But yeah. in any case,
0: moving on. Uh, all right, so now we're getting into Michael's first question oh, here. Oh, this is a doozy. This is this is an interesting one. Um, all right, so for Michael, another question. If you are dying for content to discuss, we always are. So please, always. all of you, send your questions in. I have a uh, brew in a bag, five gallon electric system from Clawhammer Supply, um, and I often have trouble getting the temperature right when adding my grain. I have, a, I have six to seven gallons of water around 10 degrees Fahrenheit above the target mash temp, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. When it doesn't work, I have to mash at 158, 165 for about 10 minutes before I can ice it down to target. Two questions. One, does this hurt my mash? Am I denaturing my mash and messing it up? Two, any tips on getting uh, to target mash correctly, or is it always just better to start low and increase to target mash? Brian, you have a few questions that you want to pose at the front end, and then I have a few solutions at the back end.
1: Let's break this down. So <clears throat> he is asking, first of all, I often have trouble getting the temperature. He says right, but I like to say the word correct. And I, I, he has trouble getting the temperature correct when he's adding his grain. So my question is, what temperature are you adding your water at? What is your temperature? temperature being added at that's question one i have six to seven gallons of water okay why is there a range okay i'm assuming it's like style based that's great uh 10 degrees fahrenheit about or around 10 degrees fahrenheit above why why isn't it exactly nine degrees or exactly 11 degrees or 10 um and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so to boost into that Are you stirring the mash correctly? Have you calibrated your temperature equipment? Um, So it hits and sometimes it doesn't. When it doesn't, I have to mash at 150, at 165 for 10 minutes. If you get above 161, you're running into danger territory, okay? And adding ice, I don't think the ice is going to mess with the conversion, but well, but if, being
0: high up, we've talked about because most of the conversion happens in the fifteen.
1: Exactly. So, because it's too high initially, and if you don't get that way uh, way earlier than than ten minutes, fifteen minutes, then you're you could be hosed. And so, the other note that I had very much written here is: Are you hitting your numbers? And uh, I mean, are you calculating with BeerSmith? Are you hitting? your your gravity numbers if you're bashing too high probably not what's our acronym more alcohol less temp malt m-a-l-t more alcohol less temp the lower the temp the more alcohol so what are we trying to do when we're more alcohol less temp are we trying to make the body thicker we trying to make it thinner
0: i always figure it's more body more temp
1: Mm-hmm. right there you go that's even, an even better one because it's, 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 it, it it's no not sense. even a real word. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so does does it hurt your mash? Yes, it does. On the hot side, if it's too hot, yes. If it's too cold, I don't know. Nope. Uh, uh, so if I stick an ice cube on my s- skin or on the mold, well, I don't know. Um, so
0: here's here here's my solution for you, Michael. Um, like. Honestly, like look at look at everything Brian's saying mm-hmm. but if you're still having this issue where your whatever temperature your grain is is dropping it more than you uh, expect it to factor in a protein rest mm-hmm. um, start, start low start super low start in that 130 range 130 135 and then if that drops down it can bring it up and you can do a 15 20 or I mean I guess a 20 30 minute protein rest. And then bring that temp up gradually mm. to um, to your conversion levels, yeah. and you'll hit your targets every single time. And it, it makes it a lot easier.
1: Right. So, Michael, you've got a brew-in-a-bag, five-gallon electric system electric from Claw system. Hammer.
0: Oh, also, can you recirculate constantly?
1: <laughs> There's uh, – hey, there you go. That We were talking about yeah, that we were, well, we were talking over about, some pints and a yeah, pizza um, and a pitchfork. Yeah, so if today? you if you
0: can do a constant recirculation, you're going to get a much more even mash temp mm-hmm. than you will just relying on whatever temperature gauge that they have in there. Also, have a separate temperature uh, probe and – Stick it Calibri in the mash. Often. There's nothing like, wrong
1: with stirring the mash either. Nope, stir it up. Like, you're not worried about oxygenation at this point. There's, uh, we've covered hot side aeration a thousand times, and I think it's BS. Well,
0: so, so but there's hot side aeration, then there's post boil mm. hot side aeration, <laughs> and then there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's post mash hot side aeration. Like, hot side aeration is so vague when people are like, are you worried about hot side aeration? Which part?
1: So, so Michael, start, start lower then and work yeah. up. Uh,
0: that's that's what that's what I would do to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Like just just with the information that we have, I that, I think that's your best bet.
1: What I would also do is write everything down. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and then Michael had a second one. Oh, uh, a second one. That and was
1: I, the fourth one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this because I we're not quite at an hour yet, and this is just going to be a bonus, like awesome. super good end of the year episode for us. That's uh, cool. Third week of the year for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, uh, uh, here's another one. I recently brewed what should have been a nice double IPA. Um, He sent the recipe. I'll pull that up in just a second. But due to toddler interference, which sounds like the worst, um, I neglected to add the sugar. My children have often effed up my boils. Uh, Would it be... uh, I like that he typed out
1: effed. Because then you know he has children and I... Do the same thing because I have kids in my yeah. house. So.
0: Uh, my children have often effed up my boils. Would it be advi- ill-advised to add something like sugar, sucrose, dextrose, or even maybe lactose, uh, post-boil, or even during fermentation? Um, I, I was considering oh, boiling, la- hang, 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 hang on boiling it in a couple of cups of water, cooling, and adding. What do you think? Um, well, before we get to the lactose thing, because I know exactly where you're going with that one, let's talk about this recipe quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 80%, uh looks like Pilot Pale Malt. I have not
1: heard of that one. I have not heard. I either. saw that recipe and I have not heard of that one.
0: Um, 5%, uh, Munich 10. Uh, 7%, uh, uh, Crystal Caramel, or I guess C10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2%, C40. And then one pound of Sucrose. Um, as is That's the grist. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. ooh,
1: uh two girls is table sugar
0: 60 30 10 ooh, wow old school mash bill here
1: oh my or, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, hot yeah. bill like oh, uh yeah. cool. can I yeah, yeah let, go for Let it, yeah. Let, me, let me go for it uh, so, uh 34 almost 35 Ibu of magnum at 60 another 26 at 30 uh Centennial 10 Ibu at 10 minutes Simcoe at five seven and a half amarillo zero. I freaking love this.
0: It's That's a throwback. Yes. I love it. It's and then and then, he, and then WLP-001.
1: He, he, yeah, he went Woo! with the Cal Common, and I'm a huge fan of this recipe. I think this is great. I love it. It's I, fantastic. You, you, didn't, you didn't screw around or screw up and put the, the 60 uh, L uh, Caramel Crystal in here. Um, I think... This looks like a fantastic paleo. Fantastic
0: recipe. paleo recipe. Yeah,
1: um, a little sugar if you get the water profile correct. Pop the yeah. hops. You're all um, right. So go.
0: to to talk about his uh, so his sugar thing, mm-hmm. um, I so lactose isn't going to dry anything out. No. Is the first thing we want to point out. Unfermentable. Here. Yep. Uh, those are those long chain milk sugars that uh, yeast will not munch on. Uh, if you listen to our yeast series, uh, which we're probably going to end up doing another one at some point, but. Sure. Our current one, um, yeah, those are those long chains. Like they, they just won't eat them. So it's just going to add body. You're not going to dry out at all. But sucrose and dextrose, those, um, boil it in a couple of cups of water. Yep. Um, and just toss it in. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you're looking at what a pound of sucrose and two cups of water, cool it to maybe 150 and toss it in. You're not gonna you're not gonna raise your temp by any the The thermal mass of your five gallon fermenter is so much you could almost put it in at boiling, and you would raise it maybe a couple of
1: degrees. Got it. Right. Yes, hundred percent. So he, in the end, I was considering boiling it, cooling, adding. Yes. Uh, why boil? Uh, just for sanitation. Yep. Add that sanitary mess to your. fermenter and, and yep,
0: yeah add, add that sugar slurry in there and it's gonna be fine um the only reason we we recommend adding um the sugar to the boil is because you already have the boiling liquid why not throw it in the last five ten minutes mm-hmm. and sanitize it there yep. but if you want to do the extra step or something happens like your toddler shows up and like you have to do something else like there's no problem doing it at the other end okay i'm in I think we answered that one pretty quick.
1: That was very fast. That I was like that. faster than I thought. But
0: yeah, I mean, what, what, what else did you want to say, Brian? I don't Nothing. Know. I do like this recipe, though. I think this recipe is great. I brewed, uh, oh, I didn't talk about this during my thing. I brewed with Steve the other day, and we did a two-hearted clone with an old-school, like, 60-30-10
1: uh, hot bill. It's not if I've brewed a two-hearted clone. It's how many.
0: Oh, no, I'm, I'm just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what do they call it at
1: Northern Brewer?
0: Oh, it was... They used to call was it, it... Was it Twin Hearted? They called or... it Three
1: Hearted. And then Bells was like, come on, guys. Like, they they on. still have it at Northern come Brewer. On. It's called... Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Katie would
0: know this one right up She has
1: a hoodie with the graphics for the kit on Like it. She probably renamed it herself. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what she does when we we're don't, not around. We don't,
0: we don't know.
1: Uh, and Katie's on vacation, by the way. So yeah, she's on vacation for the next couple
0: back. of weeks, guys. I'm sorry. I know she's your favorite. <laughs> but we're, we're, just, we're just trying to get it done here. I
1: talked to her on the phone the other day, and I was like, there's that radio voice.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Oh, oh,
1: it's Dead Ringer.
0: Oh, that's what it is, Dead Ringer.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. So I have also brewed, like, and even, you know, back in the day, it was the, the surly furious clone.
0: Had some of that, actually. have some of the stairs. Fury? I haven't mean, I had, I hadn't had
1: furious in a while. Oh, it's very different
0: than it used to be. Yeah, well, I mean, Todd left. That's a whole other thing. Uh, no cum. <laughs> All right, uh, should we get out of here? Yo. Uh, I feel like I'm just hanging out with old friends now. It's like... <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, bearing with us for an extra long episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this is our, like, winter break type deal. So we just hadn't had a chance to catch up for
1: a while. And I can't see the clock. Sorry.
0: Uh, oh, we're about 50 minutes in. Woo. Uh, all right. So uh, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at com, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios or follow us on Twitter at ninja. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace!